Yes, we're the show that doesn't ever ask you to hit a like button. We don't even ask you to put remarks in the comments section. And we never ask you to, to subscribe. So basically a couple of rank amateurs. Welcome to the Selling on eBay radio show. We're here to save you money, to increase your sales, and to have fun. fun. The lines are open for your calls and texts. 1-833-EBAY-723. That's 1-833-322-9723. This is Fake Announcer Guy saying here's Philip and Sherry. So that's uh, Sherry Smith and Philip Jackson with you, to be precise, on the Selling on eBay radio show, here to, um, well, hopefully make your eBay business a little bit more profitable and maybe more fun in the process. Uh, I'll introduce you to Sherry. She's based in Colorado, full-time seller, lots of um, consignment business, and it says here her favorite pastime is sticking pins into effigies of USPS employees. I don't know what she means by that. Maybe we'll find out later on. <laughs> maybe. I'm not sure. Philip specializes Leave that in hanging, selling as always. high... <laughs> yes. He's in high-end audio equipment to businesses and this suits him well as he is one of those rare breeds who loves reading manuals Uh and avoids chit chat at all costs absolutely all right then and uh, yes a busy program coming up sherry we have in today's edition shipping charges go up again all right more about that and so we have i think an exclusive i haven't seen this commented on anywhere else Uh, a, a big big ebay investment in a key piece of functionality is going in the trash can we'll talk about that in a minute and philip's predictions for 2022 what did he get right what did he get wrong do Uh, we have what he said (laughs) written down anywhere i believe we were recording it because we were making a radio show that's the general idea someone's listening um and we'll do yours next week so don't get too cocky Um, i better figure out what that was (laughs) and uh yes if you were asked to give uh, some feedback to the ebay managed payments team what would you say and why saying no is sometimes more important than yes. Very good. And the lines are open. If you want to comment, you can leave us a text or a voicemail. Number is one eight three three eBay seven twenty three. That's one eight three three eBay seven twenty three. On we go with eBay news. And oh my goodness, more inflation. Yes, FedEx rate changes announced, and it's starting in January. And I believe it amounts to about a six. 0.1% increase. And I, I may be wrong. You can correct me anytime. Um, also, it looks like UPS is going up as well. I was thinking, mm. well, yeah. too bad. I guess I'll just use UPS, but they're increasing their rates as well. Yeah, about the same, I think. So in theory, the headline rates kind of track each other. The reality is that I don't think anyone other than people that walk into the UPS store actually pay those rates. Um uh, so we'll see how it affects the eBay rate schedule. My guess is probably a small increase here and there, but hopefully not too damaging. But we'll, we'll track that and let you know as and when they publish uh, their uh, changes for next year. Let's move on with our uh, little exclusive here. And I genuinely don't think anyone else has picked up on this. If you go to the, well, I call it Seller Hub. It's something else, I think, the official title. I think it's Seller Hub. You know those uh, seller check-ins that they used to do in Harry Temkin when he worked for eBay 
wax lyrical about the listing quality report. I think it was his personal pet project. It was an enormously big development. It uses huge amounts of data. It goes back and looks at everything and analyzes your business from the point of view of you, your buyers, the marketplace, comes up with recommendations. It analyzes the Google report back and all this other stuff and produces a fantastically complicated spreadsheet. It's a tour de force in big data programming. It looks wonderful. It's it's just an amazing piece of work. They must have spent many, many thousands of man hours doing on it, working on that. And as of, I think, pretty much about today, it says on the site, this feature is going to be discontinued with effect from the end of February. So Philip, were you using that tool? Um, well, that's the question, really. Was anyone using it? I think I wasn't. <laughs> I, I mean, well, were you? And I think you and I are probably at the uh, scale of being relatively intrepid in terms of testing out these things and using them. I would look at it from time to time, but it wasn't really a daily go-to. And I and I think that's the problem. I, I think they invented a big white elephant, and now that Harry has gone off to new pastures and the new lady has come in. Well, they're cleaning house, basically, and saying, look, this thing is fantastic, but no one's looking at it. Now, I don't know whether they're just going to rebadge it and call it something else. I think it'll just quietly disappear and not be referenced in any future executive communications. But I could be wrong. Um, I think it's a shame because uh, it's it's actually quite useful and it's very, you know, it's very good at what it does. But unfortunately, trying to take eBay's seller hub and make it into Channel Advisor, which is what all the really big online sellers with full-time analysts get into, um, it's just, it's overkill. I mean, and I think I did I did question this with someone at an event from eBay lately, and I just questioned whether that was an example of something where eBay might be slightly out of touch with uh, the seller community. And I got a look back that sort of said, you might have hit a nerve there. I didn't, didn't pursue it. But I think the issue is the as you as you said, Sherry, no one goes and looks at it. It's a wonderful piece of thing to play with, but uh, to be honest, most most sellers don't even have an Excel, let alone want to go into a huge download and start going through all the tabs and analyzing everything. Oh my gosh, I I think I looked at it maybe in the beginning, and eBay had promoted it, and so I checked it out. And for me, it didn't seem to apply that well because I'm selling a lot of one of a kind. Mm-hmm. unique items i feel like it would apply more if you have a product that's equal in other ways to other things on ebay i, I agree i think that the, the problem is and this is where i think ebay falls over and, they, and this is the macro versus the micro bit i think they are truly experts at the macro perspective they understand the marketplace the industry the players all that stuff but they don't understand the micro view of sellers And they don't understand or didn't understand when they authorized the spend on this that, to be honest, sellers are kind of opportunistic. You go down the thrift store, you see what you like. You go to the estate sale, you see something nice. You have a a consignment business, someone walks through the door, you like the stuff. You're not sitting there going, well, I'm going to dump Beanie Babies this quarter and go into toothbrushes or whatever. It isn't the way that sellers think. It's not the way they work. Now, they should do, in my opinion, and that's something that I keep harping on about, but most people don't. They f- just follow whatever comes in, comes their way. So it's no good giving them a 10 megabyte spreadsheet that says you should be into category X. That's where the opportunities are because they won't follow you. Um, right. And if they were to follow you, they'd be using the channel advisor input or whatever else rather than eBay's version. So it sort of goes over the heads of, of most people. Most sellers probably don't even have that Excel on their computer 
or the Google thing. Uh, oh, I don't know if, about most sellers not mm -hmm. having Excel. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know if anyone's going to replace it. Uh, I suspect not, although I do hope they keep the the, the Google uh, image reject report somewhere, someplace, because that really is useful. That is something that you, you that's the bit I looked at most often. Oh, and that was part of it? Mm-hmm. That's one of the tabs in the Excel file that most people don't bother downloading and opening. I should have looked at this thing before it was gone. Oh, well, we're still there. It's, get, oh. it, get it while it lasts. You've got another. Okay. You've got just over two months to make the most of that. So that's, uh, oh, good. that's our exclusive of this week, the listing quality report. will be no more. May it uh, rest in peace. Well, I have an ink. Uh, are you done with that one? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, yes. Okay. That pregnant pause means it's your turn to speak. Oh, that's what I thought. Um, well, and the what I'm about to talk about is just like it shows the contrast in my personality with yours. Is I got a box from Adam Ireland. Oh yeah. Uh, did you get one? And I came I tried today. To figure out came what it today. is. It's it looks like a pencil that you plant, or honestly, I have not had time to figure this thing out. So I'm set it aside for when my nieces and nephews come over as a project, they can sit there and figure out with me because I can't tell if the pencil turns into a plant or if you plant something and that whole is your pencil holder. I, I have no idea. I, this, me, I too thought this is a child project. Do yes. I, am I going to be seeing any children over Christmas who would enjoy this? Uh, the only one being probably is two years old, and I think she'll just end up eating the dirt rather than planting seeds. Yeah, that's a little young. I, I think because uh, I think you have to explain to them what they have to do, and this might be a little bit too challenging. Uh, but there we are. I, I don't know. I thought the pencil might be to make holes in the dirt to put the seed. I haven't really explored it, to be oh, honest. Oh, maybe some, that. I, I don't know. There's a little, little shovely thing in there. I, I don't know. It looked like a sort of Barbie doll goes gardening kind of kit. Oh, that's an interesting idea. I mean, I, oh, yeah. I, think, I think I think the fellow's reasonably interesting. He's trying to at least mix things up a little bit during his tenure, and good luck for that. But there we are. I, I thought it might be the uh, the swag from the last seller check-in call, which is missing in action. But uh, apparently, this is going out to people that maybe weren't on the on the call. So I don't. Well, know. and I was on the call, but I was too late filling out the survey. So I was. I received the message when I completed the survey for the call. So anyway, if you have any insights into I was what, this, too late. what this is about. So, yeah, it's not that swag. Do get in touch. Uh, you can email us with your thoughts and maybe photographs of your growing seedlings, perhaps. Uh, who's the first one to get this thing to germinate? Uh, do that through the uh, the website, if you like. That's www.sellsellsell.online. Sell, sell, sell dot online uh a pretty quiet news week that's the uh the news as it exists as far as we know for this <laughs> week uh i'm just moving on it's kind of a news item but it's sort of more of a personal news item um every now and again sherry you you get this as well i get this from time to time ebay invites people to be subject to sort of quick research sessions focus groups one-on-one -on -one, meetings yes. with product teams um, there's nothing special about us. It's not because we do a podcast. I think eBay knows we do this podcast. Um, and um, I think the, the way that quite often these invitations come in, if you want to be part of one of these things, is just sign up for eBay Expressions, which is a Brian Burke production. Yes. I think you just go to ebayexpressions.com. And you can sign up, give them your eBay ID. And that means then that you will get surveys via your email address. 
and you can opine on various issues of the day. The one survey I will respond to Uh when I get those. I find, and this is not necessarily advice, but uh, personally, I go in with some fairly forthright opinions in my responses. Really? Oh, that's (laughs) shocking. (laughs) I try not to become a complete nutcase, but I do try and come up with something that's fairly pithy and but not completely off the wall so it's informed but got got some motivation behind it that's the the right i think the approach that works well and then it goes to a market research agency or a researcher they they scan through the responses and pull out a handful of people that they'll follow up with and then you get a message saying are you available usually a fairly short notice in the afternoon to do a focus group or a one-on-one or whatever and I uh, did one of those um, Tuesday with... Uh, Me too. The, oh, really? Managed yeah. payments? No, mine oh. was a different oh, was, uh, Are you allowed to say what yours is? Mine was the programs, uh, the authenticity programs, oh, the okay. specific uh, Oh, I saw that one came through. I think I volunteered for that one as well. <laughs> Not that I have any interest in that, but anyway. But um, I do. Oh, good. And, um, <laughs> and rather than just leave it there... I, Obviously, these things are eBay's research. They're they're encouraging you to be there. It's it's in fairness to them, um, proprietary information that's confidential to them. So anything they said to me, I would not repeat. But I didn't see I didn't see any harm in offering some thoughts on managed payments. If your conclusion is this is the kind of stuff I mentioned in that meeting, well then that's fine. If you want to reach that conclusion, go ahead. And uh, they, thankfully, what I try and do is get them to at least tell me before the meeting what we're going to be talking about, because sometimes that's kind of a secret. And I don't like going into things not having any idea to kind of think about things for a day beforehand. Anyway, I knew it was about managed payments. And so I, my sort of jottings going in were firstly, the, to be honest, I don't have a lot to say about it, really. Um <laughs> Because I sell at fixed price, no best offers, no auctions, immediate payment required. So the money just pops into my bank account two days later really flawlessly. I don't interfere with it at all. I get the occasional email, and it seems to work okay. So I don't really have any fundamental problems. Uh, So I want to get that on the table first. So you like it? It's not bad. Uh, It's slightly different from PayPal. It's 24 hours later than PayPal would have done. But to be honest... In the scheme of things, that's not a big problem. I mean, if you pushed me to say what would could be better about managed payments, my thinking was the fees. Obviously, we think they're too high. We'll take that as red. Um, but transparency is low because there is no longer a single reference point where you can look up the fees for a particular item. There's some indicative broad figures on the site, but there's not an absolute list of categories and fees. So it's difficult to know the fee ahead of time. I I think they would argue that if you use the new listing tool, I think it probably tells you somewhere in that, but I don't use that. So, And to be honest, it doesn't really matter to me when I place a listing what the fees are. I'm not going to throw the item in the trash and list something else. And it doesn't really affect my pricing because my pricing is what I think the market will bear, not what it costs me to sell. Um, So it doesn't really matter, but it certainly matters after the sale. And this is where... As I believe we've discussed multiple occasions, I think they could do better. And this is where I tried to get them to focus their time and attention as much as I can control their meeting. Because the way it works is that if you're if you play around with the the seller hub, you can you can figure out how much money you've made in a month or whatever by getting the sold items report. Obviously, that's a good place to start. But that misses out on 
final value fees and advertising fees and refunds and labels and whatever other costs might be associated with that sale. To get that, you have to move across one tab to the left and go to the payments report, and then the transaction report will give you a second file with that information in. Now, having got some familiarity over the years with how eBay operates, you might figure out, ah, the reason that we have two separate reports is that the listing sales report is from what eBay calls product, and the other report is from what eBay calls payments. Now, those two di- totally different fiefdoms within eBay who don't really like each other or have any, any, mes- any motivation to agree with each other on many things. So it's down to you as the, the spot long-suffering seller trying to figure out how much tax to pay this month to bridge the gap between these two different fiefdoms and merge the two reports somehow with some database wizardry to actually get a simple profitability statement out of the system. The data is there, no question, it's definitely there. It's just in a form that is totally opaque. And if, frankly, as sellers, we're not very good at reading Excel files with selling recommendations in, I can guarantee you we are much, much worse at building relational databases and running report searches to get statements out of it. Yeah, evidence of that is that I made a YouTube video on how to find your eBay fees per item. Oh, did you? Is that recently? Well, actually, I did that one year ago. Ah. And it has 2,000 views, which being that I only have 350 subscribers on YouTube, 2,000 views is kind of a lot. Yeah. And how do you find your total sales on eBay managed payments? That was a year ago. Also, that one has over 5,000 views. Gosh. So I think it goes to show that people are not sure how to find this information. Mm-hmm. Do you get any uh, email traffic from people saying, I can't understand this? Or does you don't get much feedback on that? Oh, I get some comments oh, for sure. So anyway, in this hypothetical meeting, that's that's one piece of information I would definitely impart because I think that that is something that every seller struggles with, is exactly how much money have I made? Is this a good business to be in? How much tax do I owe? That kind of stuff. And people generally kind of come up with a rough overall figure, but down at the line item level, this widget I sold, how much did I clear on that? Very, very difficult to find that out. So that was yeah. kind of, I spent some, some time wanging on about that on, on the meeting. Uh, and uh, what else we got here? I think, oh, um, yes, another area we, we didn't really get onto, but it's kind of something else I think is a problem. And it may not be a managed payments issued. Uh, and that is the whole business of getting invoices out to buyers. Now, this is not something that really affects consumer buyers, but anyone buying for their business, particularly if they're overseas, will be on the email to you asking for an invoice because their accountants need it because that's how they get their money back from the tax man and they care about that. Um, and that is very, very hard, if not impossible, uh, to achieve on eBay. So there we go. But anyway, like I said, generally it works smoothly, but there's things they could do better. Whether anything will happen differently as a result of this interaction, who knows? But I've said uh, it to them I'm, before. I think you've been present when I witted yes. on about this. Uh, so I, I do stick to the same points uh, in the hope that repetition uh, will will get make the you know connection. But we'll we'll see. No, we are, we appreciate you letting them know. And the uh, the final thing I requested was that could they please run that video of of Sherry and the little dog taking her parcels up the steps uh, more <laughs> on more often more occasions, please. 
So we can feel good about managed so, payments. Yeah, so we can all feel wonderful that they're nice people with little puppies and stuff like that. Yes. Oh, well, funny that you should say that because I get some nice comments on the YouTube thanking me and saying it was helpful. I had one person who must be the most miserable person on the planet, well, but he's like, she's like, he, anyway, he was making fun of me saying, oh, I'm so cute and listen to my dogs. And I'm like, you're evil. <laughs> and, and I can see why you don't like me. And he didn't like the dogs. Oh. So we'll have that occasional person. Sorry about that. Oh, I, I it's okay. I'm, I'm fine. Um, and but speaking of talking about line item, knowing how much you make per item, that's the very reason for my hard manual labor that I do when I record on a spreadsheet. Also, because I have to pay different people for the things that sell, but yes. I record each one as I ship it, and I'm just learning how inefficient that is now that I'm doing the bulk shipping. So a couple of solutions is using a tool like Reseller Genie, which I had on my list to get done by the end of the year. Ain't going to mm -hmm. happen. Um, because supposedly that not only works like QuickBooks, but uh, does show per item what the fees were, including if you were using promoted listings. So I really want to get that implemented. And this brings me to our next topic mm -hmm. because I have spent some time, I, I have to say, it has been crazy with Christmas sales and the holiday season. I, I've been, you know, uh, overwhelmed with all the shipping. Oh, well, that's good. I, I've sold absolutely yeah. nothing, I think, for almost about six weeks. But <laughs> normally what happens, I mean, I tend to do more sort of business and industrial yeah. stuff. And, and quite that's often there's why. a bit of a surge at the end of the year as people try and finish up the big projects or more importantly, perhaps spend the money that's in the budget because who knows next year right. it may go down. Um, so there's usually a bit of a bit of a rush this time of year, but really that hasn't happened. But I think some certain amount of un financial uncertainty about the uh, the economy may be at play here. But um, anyway, oh, yeah, or it's just the general feast and famine cycle of life on eBay. I've I've given up worrying about that, you know, and just I'm sure that there'll be a month coming up where I do three times the normal level. Uh, just who knows? But right. it's been a quiet. It's... And I've been on travel a lot. That also kills the sales when you're not here to yes. process orders. That's uh, to sales uh, turnoffs arrangement. Yeah, that can slow it down too. So I did manage to get some of, I, I do use QuickBooks, but QuickBooks, in my experience, is not at all helpful for profit per item. It just shows your overall profit. You have your income and your expenses. And so I was assigning items to their categories. And what I discovered is I have made significantly less this year than last year Ooh. i have worked at least as hard and i've paid more in payroll and i figured it out it's because for the this is the year that i started selling for the nonprofit, so i have my account and the nonprofit, and i have been so busy with screening things to see if they're worth listing mm. and I'm not doing this anymore, but listing things that are barely worth it. And it's really impacted my business, uh, taking away my time to market for the higher end 
items. So by by taking on work for a charity, you kind of feel obligated to take on staff to sell. That if I just walked through the door and said, "Would you sell this for me?" You, you would go, "No, get out of town." Absolutely. However, I am cured of that because I've done my QuickBooks. Good reason to do your QuickBooks more often mm-hmm. than I have. I waited till the end of the year, you know, and went back a few months because it had been that long since I'd done it. Now, I have to say that they did have a donation of multiple pallets of an item that is an excellent seller mm-hmm. and will probably fill that gap. Um, for Basically, I've worked for the entire year and made zero. I know it's a nonprofit and I do donate to them. I, I don't want to sound like a monster, um, but I can't afford to work for an entire year and not be compensated for it because all, you know, I have bills, you know, I have a house and, um, you know, getting groceries these days, is like a hundred dollars every time you go to the store. Dog food I'm like, problem. what did I get? Kombucha? Oh yeah. And the dog food, that's a hundred dollars right there. <laughs> Truly. So my point is, and I, I really just wanted to share to be very careful about the things that you list, because it may be the very thing that's preventing you from making money. Um, and make sure you're doing your QuickBooks so you, or whatever accounting you're using so you know what you're actually making. It was a, I was shocked. Hmm. I think that the issue is the, the biggest constraint on your profitability or increasing your profitability is quite often your time. Yes. You know, your time and the cost of time that uh, payroll costs you, you know, the labor costs you. Mm-hmm. So your own time plus the cost of labor. So the trick is presumably to be very slick at saying no in order you don't fill up your day with low margin stuff and you've got space to go after the the decent stuff. The low margin stuff, is that something that you've got one of your employees to the point where you can delegate some of that and free up some of your time? Or is that not really how it works with, with employees? They don't have the all-round skill set to be able to be just say, you you run this account. I have employees that now absolutely, um, well, they can't run the whole account, no. But, um, okay, I have to say that there was a five days when I was out of town and my best employees I had working while I was gone, and they listed items that when I researched them later, didn't have a good sell-through rate. So I do think that takes a lot more experience Mm -hmm. to really determine that even if this item sells, it takes too long to sell and it sells for a low amount of money. It's like a double whammy. Um, So this has all gotten me more efficient where the last time they had stuff to pick up for me. It was a huge bin full of porcelain dolls. And I knew this is not even worth me looking up. So I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I can do this. And any, I can say no. Any advice on tactically how to say no to some charity or whatever that's really counting on that money to do good things with, for other people? How do, you, how do you say no in a way that you feel comfortable with? It's a little difficult because... The way my arrangement is with them, they don't pay for any of the labor. I'm paying for it. They only pay in the sense that I take a commission when it sells. Hmm. So for them, 
they'd just as soon have me list and store, sure. you know, because I'm storing it, everything. Um, however, I created a report, which is the other thing that helped me realize I hadn't made any money uh, for the entire year, that showed my labor cost per item and how many items were listed in contrast to how much commission I had received from them, which barely cost the labor that I had paid my employees to list everything that was listed. So showing them, a re they like reports. And I created a in-depth report that broke down the, co the labor cost per item that I list. And I also, in that report, included a a plan where I can train their employees on how to screen items. They're not interested, <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's okay. So I think my biggest lesson is to stand strong and um, just say, you know, this isn't a good eBay item. These are, and I'm almost better off not, you know, just looking at when they get a large, you know, multi-palette thing that I did receive finally to list for them um, rather than go through all the, you know, bin after bin every week mm -hmm. of mostly things that aren't worth anything. I don't know. It's a, it's an ongoing thing, but just l definitely just say no. Good. And let's throw that open because the whole saying no thing, I think, is a huge area in itself and something that sellers we're never very good at it's you know you you're kind of taking a walk into the enchanted forest and in front of you are all these trees with hundred dollar bills hanging at a low height you're thinking golly golly i gotta pick those hundred dollar bills but if you follow the secret path a bit deeper in there's two hundred dollar bills you just got to follow the path and ignore the stuff that's on the outside and 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 find your way into the middle where the real rich pickings are and we kind of get distracted by what's on the outside and the easy stuff that that without having the discipline to say, no, that's not good use of my time. I could do better going after this opportunity. So if you have any thoughts on or any experience or advice or criteria on what you say no to, and that might be how to detect a, a troublesome buyer, you know, what point do you block people? Uh, what are the what are the red flags, either at the, the buyer level or the product level that you use? Uh, please do share that with us. We, we could put you on and have you join us and we'll talk to you about that. Or you could leave us a voicemail. Uh, do get in touch. That's uh, 833-EBAY-723. We've got uh, someone coming up in a week or two who's going to talk a bit about that, I think. So that'll be good. And uh, that's also, uh, you can get in touch uh, with us uh, through the website. Also, if you're interested to in what Sherry sells or what I sell, uh, we don't tend to plug that on the show, but you can find out more about our respective stores at uh, sell, sell, sell online. Well, it's the uh, the end of the year, which is time for lots of radio cliche uh, items to come up here. And we thought that uh, maybe this week and, and maybe next time uh, we might just take a quick look at the predictions that we made uh, at the, about, about this time last year and see whether our respective uh, predictions came true or not. So I've, I've gone into the archive and I found, at least for this episode, what I was talking about, the ideas I had. And uh, let's, uh, well, see, see if I'm right or wrong. This might be a bit of a train wreck, but uh, let's go for it anyway. Um, and uh, let's roll the tape, and I'll just talk over the top of it and therefore make it incredibly confusing to follow. How about that? So this is us talking about this time last year with uh, my predictions. My thoughts on this. 
I think Mr. Biden's going to come after us for more money. I think that's pretty obvious. I think a um, lot of people selling and small businesses have got away without much risk of being audited. I think that's going to change. So uh, on the uh, whole tax thing, I don't think a lot changed. I didn't see lots of orders coming in, so maybe that's still a work in progress. So that's probably uh, not quite. <laughs> I think really now committed to this strategy of uh, focusing on categories and segments that are perhaps more valuable yes. to them, which ah, I think I one. would regard as meaning they're going to spend less effort on other areas, so there's things they'll perhaps be I think so. less attractive on eBay going forwards. This authentication thing is obviously being scaled Ooh. up. We've seen <laughs> them a good average at this people point. <laughs> to build automated warehouse facilities. I, that was the vault. I had no idea what they are going to call it the vault, but I knew they were building a warehouse. We figured that out. So uh -huh. they are clearly um, of the view that they can um, justify the extra cost involved of a middleman uh, from uh, the extra um, value it gets in the marketplace. But believe me, that isn't going to be free. Uh, so that's going to be more. I think that's fees. right. I, I think they haven't uh, yet put the, the put the put the pricing on all of this authentication eBay, and eBay, vault and stuff. That's pretty much free. See, so uh, I was wrong ahead. on that one. Uh, more of eBay's approach to trying to keep the money within the eBay system. eBay wallet. Yep. So I oh. think they will encourage us. Yes, that's correct. Maybe yeah. even in certain Not bad. cases, force Doing us okay. uh, to use the right. eBay balance Very to nice. pay for yeah, stuff yeah, rather yeah. than have mm -hmm. to charge it to your credit card, which that cost them. I don't know. Let's say two or three percent. And maybe over time they'll buy out the partners they use to provide those services. No, and never, and they didn't buy out uh, Adyen. They actually ended up uh, selling their shares in Adyen. So I got that completely um, upside down. Also they uh, they don't seem to be want to be a bank people, at all. What, what else we got here? Um, activity getting people onto the shipping team, um, which I think will mean that they recognize that the carrier rates are obviously on an upward trend. And... They're trying to come up with ways of uh, offering shipping more cost-effectively. Now, we've seen that in the last uh, year or so <laughs> yeah, with the uh, eBay Send International service. And ah. my guess is you'll see more things like that. And also, uh, we've seen UPS announce they're acquiring Roadie with a view to using people from the gig economy to do the last... Not quite. I think they acquired so Rody and used the system stack to uh, handle their casual labor at the Christmas uh, surge. I don't think items. they ended up using Rody as an a, a delivery channel um, as such. Um, but it was a good guess. Again, looking by the job postings, eBay launching managed international returns. So uh, they ah, probably start with yes. GSP and yes. then probably um, wow, get Philip. expanded to this end international service where if the buyer... In that one. Return, yes. uh, eBay on the money. The return process for them and send them a label. No doubt at the seller's <laughs> expense more often than not. Didn't predict that uh, eBay would actually handle the um, the whole returns and the right. they would take that. That was a surprise. Didn't get that. So on that one. Yeah. You know, trivial jobs. These are professional people. They're trying to hire in from competitor organisations. And if you add in corporate overheads, each one of those is three to four hundred k a year. I think I'm going uh, after a cash crunch here, but uh, uh, we haven't seen so that yet. Although your, it's on my prediction list for this coming for year, the, I think uh, instead I'll carry that one Take forward. Watch price. this space. Uh, who do you think is going to be paying that particular bill? Oh, I, I'm guessing it's going to be us in fees. I think it's going to be you and me. Yeah, fees uh, increase. Increased that fees. was a that was a risky where's one. Where's the money going to come from otherwise? Mm. So uh, my final prediction, I think, for 
2022, not a particularly big risk, is that the fees are going to go up. Now, they may not be in terms of the stated final value fee, so but certainly you'll see facility <laughs> fees. Um, Who is this guy? The... Um, and this is the edited version. I cut this down by about three minutes to, to make this into a segment that was tolerable. I wonder if mine is two minutes long. No, you were very brief because I think you were the dog ate your homework on that day and you just made something up on the fly. <laughs> that sounds like a change for many people because it'll be a brief segment next time. A time to consider whether eBay is the right platform for what you do. I think that's a partial ding on that one. <clears throat> I think the uh, the whole multi-channel thing did did kick off a bit this year. I think uh, List perfectly seemed to hit their groove. Um, I, I think if you were at the reseller remix, I think there was a lot of stuff there about uh, different channels and stuff and people figuring out the right mix of things for them. So uh, I think the general drift towards people picking uh, picking multiple channels maybe was was true. Uh, so there we go. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was my random predictions. Oh, I think I got, I, got, I got a few right. I got one of the bad average, and things that were wrong were plausibly wrong for good reason. But there we are. That was impressive. So anyway, next time we'll uh, we'll have a crack at uh, whatever you said. I can't. I haven't looked at it yet, but uh, can't will, wait to hear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we'll uh, we'll pass judgment on how it is. <laughs> All right, uh, let's have a look here. Um, pretty quiet in terms of things coming up for the next week, but there is one, of course, uh, important thing as we head towards the end of the quarter. Yes, make sure you order your free supplies before the 31st when your coupon expires. Yeah, free, of course, in double quotes because it isn't free at all. Then you'll get a new one on January 1st. And there we go. That's it for this week's edition of the Selling on eBay radio show. Uh, Philip and Sherry saying uh, thanks very much indeed for joining us. Hope you'll do so again soon. And uh, so, well, just to have a, a great week. And if we don't speak to you uh, before Christmas or whatever, have a good uh, good time off and we'll speak uh, soon. Yes, have a great, great couple of weeks and Happy New Year. 